Good morning, and uh, it's good to be back with you this morning. As you know, we've been looking at uh, verse 1 in chapter 1 of Paul's letter to the church in Rome. Paul is a servant of Christ Jesus. He's called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. That's what we've learned from that verse. And from this verse, we've seen that Paul, the writer of this letter, was himself a well-educated man. He'd been taught by Gamaliel, one of the leading teachers of Paul's day, and he was well-versed in the scriptures. Now, while his life was going in what seemed to him to be the right direction, God literally stopped Paul in his tracks and turned his life around. I mentioned yesterday that we can read about this in Acts chapter 9. I just want to share a couple of verses with you from that chapter. It's verse 3 to 5. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now you've probably noticed there that uh, Saul is the word used in that passage. Well, Saul was his Hebrew name. And Paul is his Latin name. You see, he was both Hebrew and of Roman descent. So that was the meaning of his word. Sometimes referred to as Saul, other times as Paul. Now this was a dramatic way that God had spoken to Paul. And God can speak to us in many different ways. He can speak to us through creation, through the Bible. He can speak to us through the words of Jesus or through a hymn or the words of a friend, a sermon, or an incident in our lives. Yesterday we mentioned John Newton, the man who wrote the hymn Amazing Grace. Now God spoke to him in the midst of a raging storm at sea. He thought that he would die. In his distress, he remembered the things that God had said to him, things about who Jesus was. And John Newton saw his own unworthiness, and through that he turned to God for salvation. Not necessarily from salvation, from the storm, but from his sin. On that occasion, he was saved from both, saved from the results of his sin and from the storm. And from that point on, God began to turn John Newton's life around. If your life has been turned around from sin to salvation, and that is by the grace of God, then you are one of those who Jesus refers to as being his sheep, and he as being our shepherd, the good shepherd. John 10, verse 27 through to 30, this is what Jesus said. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. And I and the Father are one. You see, these are the words of Jesus. Jesus, the good shepherd, he calls us to be part of his flock. And then He leads us, protects, provides and sustains us as he continues 
to call us to follow him. We can then say like David in Psalm 23, that well-known Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. I want to just introduce you to a hymn. This was written by a man by the name of William Lamartine Thompson. He lived between 1847 and 1909. Now, this hymn was a, a favourite song of the evangelist D.L. Moody. D.L. Moody lived between 1837 and through to 1899. And in this very simple song, we can split it into two halves, really. The first half, a call to salvation. And the second half is a call to service. Let's just have a look at these words. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. See on the portals, he's waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. Come home, come home, ye who are weary, come home. Earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling, O sinner, come home. And then we have this. Oh, for the wonderful love he has promised, promised for you and for me. Though we have sinned, he has mercy and pardon, pardon for you and for me. Let's just pray as we thank God for who he is and what he's done for us. Our Father, we thank you again for these words of Paul and we thank you that we can come to your word and we can just take our time, these few moments each morning as we come into your presence and as we gather together and we learn more about you. Thank you for Paul. Thank you for the person he was. We thank you for the person that you made him when you called and he answered. We thank you for the change in his life and our Father, we thank you that you are doing that all the time it's in the lives of people who come to you through the precious name of Jesus and who accept that salvation and then can go on and do service for you. And our Father, we pray that in these few moments that you speak to us through these words, that we might listen to what you say and that we might respond to your call. Our Father, we ask these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I know it's only been a few moments and uh, we're still in that first verse uh, from Romans chapter 1. And, you know, there's even a few more things we can learn from that. And I hope to be back tomorrow and in those few moments again, we can see what we can glean from this passage. In the meantime, may God continue to bless you and I'll be back again tomorrow. Bye now.